Amen. Amen. Jesus' name. We all welcome once again, sir and ma. This morning we are looking at the book of Second Kings, chapter four. The book of Second Kings, chapter number four, and I will start the reading from verse one. Second Kings chapter four, verses one to seven. We are looking at a message titled "God of Multiplication." It is my prayer that God will multiply us in every good way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Second Kings chapter four, verses one to seven. The wife of a man from the I'm reading from NIV version. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, "Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves." Elisha replied to her, "How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all," she said, "except a small jar of olive oil." Elisha said, "Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask." For just a few, then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Put all into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, "Bring me another one." But he replied, "There is not a jar left." Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, "Go, sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left." Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is my prayer that, as God of heaven met the need of this woman and her family, such that the creditor could not take away his—I mean, our sons—the Lord as well will meet us at the point of our needs in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever is it in our lives that we are lacking. God of heaven will supernaturally provide for us in abundance in the name of Jesus. Amen. God will, you know, discourage our enemies. God will put them to shame, and Amen. God will glorify Himself in our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're just going to look at a few things about this woman and her family. 
uh, before we go to pray uh, this morning. And I'm trusting God that the same miracle, you know, God is going to replicate in our lives. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrew that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same miracle, even much more than he did for this woman, the Lord will do for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. The very first thing that, you know, I want us to look at is that when this issue came up, and the creditor was going to take away the sounds of this woman. The very first thing she did was to cry to the servant of God, was to cry to God. Who is the first person in our lives that we consult when we have issues? Who do we go to first? Who do we cry to? Who do we tell about our situations? You know, it really matters. You know, many a times we are forced or we are wired in such a way that we want to talk probably to friends, probably to relatives, you know, and all that. But there is a limitation. There's a limit to what friends, there's a limit to what you know relatives can do for us when we are faced with issues of life this woman the very first person she went to was elisha one street i'm sure she had relatives i'm sure she had friends i'm sure she had neighbors yes God can use our friends, God can use our neighbors. But I tell us, Ma, if God does not touch their hearts, if God does not put it in their hearts to help us, they may not be able to help. And that is why many times as human beings we are disappointed by attitude and reactions of people to our situations. That oh I I, I thought that person was going to help me. You know, as resourceful, as rich he is or she is, you know, he knows about my situation. I told him about what I'm going through and he refused to help me. Perhaps because God didn't put it in his mind. Perhaps because we did not consult God to put it in the mind of whosoever, you know, he wishes to use for us. That's why those that we think or we have thought might have been of help, you know, refuse to help. So I just want to remind us or admonish us again that whatever it is, no matter how big that issue is in our lives, or no matter how small that we think that problem is, no matter how physical we think that problem is, no matter how, how, how economic or how financial that we think any problem may be, and you know, we may think that, oh, this does not really you know, have to be taken to God. Yes, it has to be taken to God. 
everything and anything that happens to us, that happens in our lives, our first part of call must be God. It has to be God. We have to let him know about it. We have to tell him about it so that he can direct our steps so that we will not be disappointed. And as we see with this woman, she was never disappointed. She went straight to the man of God. She went straight to God. And eventually, her story changed to glory. It is my prayer this morning that our whole story as well, we change to glory in the name of Jesus. We can also see a concerned parent, a concerned parent. Children of such parents <clears throat> will be blessed. Children of such parents will be delivered from the afflictions of life. You know, here we see a parent, a mother, who saw that <clears throat> Her children were about to be taken. You know, she did not say, oh, they, they will be grand. <coughs> they will be fine. She didn't fold her arms. She cried in the place of prayer, as you can see. She was concerned about the spiritual <coughs> lives, you know, of her boys, of her children. She prayed. You know, for our children, for our boys, she prayed. You know, as well, we are also reminded. We are also, you know, challenged that we must not give up. No matter what it is that we are observing in the lives of our children, no matter what it is that uh, life is throwing at our children, we must not give up on them. Like the mother of Moses never gave up on Moses, even when he was a baby. It didn't look like, you know, it was going to be any great, anything great in life. Moses' mother, the parents, they had hope in God that Moses was going to be somebody great in life. You know, when others were giving up on their babies, because of the command of the king, you know, the mother of Moses, the, the, the family, they never gave up. They never gave, gave up on Moses. They said, look, whatever it is, this child is not going to be taken up by the enemies. This child, this boy, enemies are not going to have you. We are not going to give up on you. So, I'm reminding us, challenging us this morning, that there is nothing this our God cannot do. Don't give up on that child. Or you say, I mean, whatever is it that is going to happen to her, I have tried my best. I have done all that is humanly possible for me to do. Yes, all that is humanly possible for us to do, we have done. Have we handed him over to God? Have we handed her over to God? That child can still be great. The Lord can still transform the life of that child. 
things can still be turned around, you know, in the life of that child. God created him, God created her. There is nothing this God cannot do. There can still be a turnaround in the life of that child. This woman, you know, she never gave up. You know, she, she never said, oh, no, it, after all, it's not my fault. It was your father. No, how come she? Probably she didn't even know, you know, when the man was borrowing all the money that he borrowed. Probably just, I mean, he kept her in darkness. But the mother didn't, because of that, give up on the children. You know, she never gave up. She fought until God delivered, you know, her children from the hands of the creditor. It is my prayer that as many children <clears throat> of any parents that need deliverance on this platform this morning, the God of heaven will deliver those children from the hands of the enemies in the name of Jesus. Amen. There shall be deliverance in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. There shall be turn around for good Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. What else can we learn from the life of this woman according to the book of Second Kings chapter 4? We see as well no, when the woman started, the woman said that you remember in verse 1, the wife of a woman from the company of the prophet cried to Elisha. And she said, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know, he revered the Lord. He feared the Lord. That is underscoring the, the, the importance of honoring God. The importance of having the fear of God, you know, in our hearts, whether as parents, even if we are not yet parents. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Those that fear God, God would always come true for them. God would always favor them. I'm sure that was one of the things that moved Elisha. And that was why that woman started with that. He said, your, my, your, your servant, my husband, feared the Lord. He feared the Lord. In whatever we are doing, brethren, we must always remember that it is important that we fear the Lord. This man feared the Lord, even in his death, while he was gone. His children were still reaping the benefits of honoring God. Even when we are alive, even when we, are, we have left the stage, you know, God would honor us. God would bless our children. God will bless everything that pertains to us when we have the fear of God in our lives. When we honor God, when we revere God. You know, God blesses, the Bible says God will bless our seeds. God will bless even generations after us. You know, mm. as he keeps blessing us, even we, we, mean, we that are seeds of Abraham, because Abraham feared the Lord. Brethren, 
We are in a time we are the fear of the Lord. We are godliness. We are righteousness has been thrown to the wind. But as children of God, we must constantly be reminded and remind ourselves that the fear of God is very, very important. No matter what the world may be turning into today, no matter what the people of the world may be doing, others may, but we as children of God, we cannot afford to do it. We cannot afford not to fear God. We cannot afford to throw godliness. We cannot afford to throw righteousness to the wind and say that, oh, no, it's no longer in vogue. People no longer do it. It's no longer fashionable. It does not look reasonable or fashionable. It does not appeal to common sense. It may not appeal to common sense. But if it's what honors God, if it is what fears God, we must always do it. We must always be committed to making God happy. We must be committed to making God happy. We must be committed to, to, to honoring God. We must be committed to revering God. Referential fear, you know, for God in all that we do in our lives. It is my prayer that as we do this, God of heaven himself will honor us in the name of Jesus. Amen. God told Eli, he said, those who honor me, I will honor. And those who don't care to honor God, I will lightly esteem them. I won't even look as if they exist. When we honor God, God honors us back. In fact, he honors us much more than we can honor him. He blesses us, you know, beyond our imagination, beyond our, what our reasoning, you know, can imagine when we honor him, when we fear him, when we revere him. You know, this woman said, look, Elisha, you know that my servant, your servant, my husband, when he was alive, he feared the Lord. You know, a time will come in our lives you know, that would probably would need to remind of God, like Ezekiah did. Ezekiah said, remember, you know, O Lord, how I have faithfully served you, how I have honored you. Remember, just to remember, there will be a time of remembrance when we are alive, even when we are gone, that our children will have to talk to God, God, you remember, remember your mercy. Remember how my parents feared you. Remember how I have feared you. Remember how I have honored you. And when the woman said that Elisha was moved, she he couldn't utter any word. He couldn't say anything. He could not object rather than just to find a way out, you know, for this woman. It is my prayer that the spirit of the fear of God will rest upon us and will rest upon our children. We rest upon every member of our household in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We also can see, what else can we see here? We'll see the importance of obedience. The importance of obedience. How beneficial, you know, obedience can be obedience to God obedience to God 
in verse 5 of yeah. that second Kings chapter 4, verse 5, you know, when Elisha instructed her, the Bible says in verse 5, she left him and she shut the door behind her and her sons and they brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. She kept pouring. She obeyed. You know, that instruction uh, to her, I mean, that was given to her by Elisha did not, you know, does not sound, you know, it sounds, it sounds, you know, no, I mean, you know, it does not look, does not sound reasonable, you know, but she obeyed. I have small amount of oil and you ask me to go inside and to go and be, what is going to happen with that? I'm expecting you to give me money. I'm expecting you to pray and, you know, probably call the creditors and say, please stop disturbing this family. But look at what you are saying as you go and be pouring, you know, but this woman obeyed. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 that if we are willing and obedient, the Bible says we will heed the good of the land. If we can obey God, even if the instruction that God, you know, is given through the Bible or through his servant does not appeal to common sense. If we can just obey God, you know, if we just can follow every instruction, you know, that he gives us, we can be sure of blessings, we can be sure of multiplication, and that will be our portion in the name of Jesus. Abraham also obeyed in the book of Genesis chapter 22 and in verse 17. In the book of Genesis 22, verse 17, the Bible says, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky mm. and as the sand on the seashore. Mm. Your descendants will take the possession of cities of their enemies. Mm. And what did Abraham do here? We remember you know, how he obeyed God, how, he, you know, he was willing even to kill his own son, you know, in accordance to the word and the commandment of God. You know, he laid down his son, his beloved son, his precious son, precious time, precious money, precious property. He laid it unto God. He was willing to give it to God. And, you know, God does not punish us. God is not wicked. And in return, how God, you know, when God saw his willingness to obey, God rewarded him and God blessed him. And that is going to be our portion in the name of Jesus, even as you obey God in the name of Jesus. If we go back to that book of Second Kings chapter 4, again, what else can we see? We saw the importance of family altar. No, the children and the parents praying together. The father was not there, but look at how the children and the mother, they cooperated and they prayed together and, you know, miracle happened. You know, the, the children, you know, were so cooperative that they listened, you know, to their, to, to their mother 
or the mother said, oh, it's time to pray. No, this is the instruction that the man of God, you know, <clears throat> has given us. This is what the man of God <clears throat> has said to us. And they, 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 I mean, the children as well, they knew how to pray. They knew how to obey God. They listened to their parents. Oh, it's time to pray. It's time for family altar. It is time to do this. It's time to do that. You know, a time will come in our lives as parents that if the children have been brought up in the word of the Lord, we are going to need their assistance. We are going to need them, you know, even to lift us up in the times we ourselves are weary as parents. You know, if they have been brought up in the word of the Lord, and that is why, as parents, we must ensure that the children, the Bible says, I mean, we should train our children in the way that they, sh they, they will go. And the Bible says when they are grown up, they will not depart, you know, from the way. What we know, as I mean, as parents, as who are children of God, has to be shown to our children as well. Yes, we are prayer warriors. Yes, we love God. Do our children as well love God? Have they been brought up as well in the will of God? Their values, their belief systems, you know, do they align with us as well? Have we made efforts to make sure that this same God that we serve, our children are serving the same God as well. We must try, pray, you know, train them to believe this God that will believe that is working for us. We must make efforts to make sure that these children as well that the Lord has given to us, you know, walk in the same path, the same path of righteousness, the same path of holiness that we are walking. And it's my prayer that God of heaven will help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. This perilous time that we have, God will help our families in the name of Jesus. Amen. God will help us to teach our children the word of God. Amen. Our children will not be wayward. <clears throat> they will not depart from the path Amen. of righteousness. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, this woman, you know, had brought up her boys in the way of the Lord. <clears throat> Such that when the woman said, oh, boys, let us pray. Let us go and fast. Let us go and pray. There was no resistance. There was, you know, total cooperation. The boys were pouring the oil. I mean, the, the mother was pouring the oil. The boys were getting the, I mean, they, they, they mean, the jar, you know, cooperation, prayer, you know, family prayer, family altar. God will help us in the name of Jesus to set our priorities right as parents, as families in the name of Jesus. Amen. God will bless us in the name of Jesus. Brethren, our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. He answers prayer. He does not disappoint, you know, his own children. 
He does not disappoint those who put their trust in him. He doesn't fail us as, you know, he didn't fail this woman. You know, he came through for her and, you know, her family such that the plans of the creditors, the plans of the enemies upon them, you know, upon their families failed. It is my prayer that the plan of the enemies upon our own families as well will fail in the name of Jesus. God of multiplication, you know, will bless us, will meet us at the point of our needs in the name of Jesus. In the book of Hebrew chapter 6, verses 13 and 14, Hebrew chapter 6, verses 13 and 14, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. This will be a portion in the name of Jesus. Abraham Amen. obeyed God. Amen. He obeyed God. He obeyed God. He was committed to obeying God. He was committed to, 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 to I mean, to refresh your fear to God. And God multiplied him, you know. And day in, day out, the children of Abraham keep increasing, you know. Because on a daily basis, people are brought to the kingdom of God. And whosoever gives his life to Jesus automatically becomes a seed of Abraham. Though Abraham was small, it was just himself and his wife. By the time God promised him, you know, he was going to multiply him. But, you know, he believed God. And the Bible says God counted it unto righteousness unto him. And on a daily basis till today. God keeps multiplying Abraham. He keeps multiplying. And that is why I am sure that even if it seems today that we are nothing, even if what we have today, Job said that though my beginning may be small, we may be nothing today. We may be small today. We may be trusting God for the fruit of the womb today. We may be trusting God for one thing or another. I believe God, I trust God sincerely, that God of multiplication is going to multiply us. God of multiplication is going to increase us. God of multiplication is going to enlarge our cost, even as we, we, we commit ourselves to obeying Him. Even as we commit ourselves, you know, to serving Him. Even as we commit ourselves, you know, to, to do what pleases Him. He knows how he's going to multiply us in the name of Jesus. So we go back to that book of Second Kings chapter 4. As we round up, Second Kings uh, chapter 4, we go to we start from verse 4. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, Put it to one side. She left the man of God and shut the door behind her. And they brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. And when all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not a jar left, 
Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go and sell the oil and pay your debt. You and your sons can live on what is spread. So what was left for him, for them, was even enough for them to live on it. It was enough to sustain them. And what did they have initially? It was just small amount of olive oil that they had at home. But God multiplied it. The power of God that multiplies is resting on you, is resting on me this morning. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. we are moving from, from, from want to abundance in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are moving from one, we are moving from two to many in the name of Jesus. God is going to bless us. God is going to multiply us in the name of Jesus. Brethren, let's begin to pray unto God that God, please give me the grace to fear you. Please give me the grace to revive you, to honor you in all that I do in my life in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray unto God and Father, please help me to fear you in the name of Jesus. Help me to fear you. Help me to fear you. Help me to me and my household in the name of Jesus. Give us the grace to fear you. Me and my household in the name of Jesus. Let's pray unto God and God, please give us the grace to fear you. Give us the grace to fear you. Give us the grace to fear you. We receive the grace to fear you. We receive the grace to honor you in all that we do in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you give us the grace to fear you. Father, please give us the grace to fear you in all that we do. My children will fear you. My wife will fear you. I will fear you, my son, in the name of Jesus. We will honor you every day of our lives. We will not dishonor you in the name of Jesus. We receive the grace to fear you in all that we do in the name of Jesus. Give us the grace to fear you. Give us the grace to fear you. Give us the grace to revive you. Give us the grace to honor you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Every power that we want to reduce us in our families. We say, Father, any power that wants to take my children away from me, any power that wants to take my wife, that wants to take my husband, I come against them in the name of Jesus. We are not going to decrease even as this year is running to an end. In the name of Jesus, we are not decreasing in the name of Jesus. I come against any power whatsoever that want to reduce me, that want to reduce my children, that want to reduce my wife. In the name of Jesus, any power that wants to reduce us, I come against them. I come against them. I come against them. I come against them. I come. I come against them. Every power that wants to decrease me, any power that wants to decrease me, I come against them. In the name of Jesus, I come against them. We will not reduce. We will not decrease. In the name of Jesus. We will not reduce, we will not decrease in the name of Jesus. We will not reduce, we will not decrease, we will not decrease, we will not decrease, we will not decrease. Any part of darkness that wants to take my children away from me, I come against you. Any power that wants to take my wife from me, that wants to take me from my family, 
I come against them. I come against them. I come against them in the name of Jesus. I come against them. I come against them. I come against them. We will not reduce. We will not decrease in the name of Jesus. We will not reduce. We will not. I refuse to be Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. We're going to call on God this morning that, Father, please increase me in every good thing. Let the power of multiplication, let the power of increase rest upon me spiritually, financially, materially, maritally, biologically, in every good sense, in every good way. Father, please increase me. Increase me. Let's begin to pray unto God in the name of Jesus. Father, please, I pray that you increase me in the name of Jesus. Increase my family. Increase my children. In the name of Jesus. Increase us. Increase us. Increase us. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you increase us in the name of Jesus. Father, please increase us. Father, please increase us. Father, please increase us. In the name of Jesus. We pray that the power of increase rest upon our lives. Let the power of increase rest upon our lives. Father, let the power of increase rest upon me. My wife, upon my children, upon your church, upon everyone that is on this platform in the name of Jesus. Let the power of increase rest upon us. Let the power of multiplication rest upon us in the name of Jesus. Father, we exalt you. We give you all the glory, we give you all the praises, we give you all the honor. We declare that there will not be loss, there will not be lack, there will not be limitation in our families, in my household, in the name of Jesus. Father, please in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. As we have decreed and declared, so shall it be unto us in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to call on Pastor.